Hello, and you are listening to the Convos with Bill podcast, here for a bonus episode from Season 1, which will introduce you into Season 2. If you cannot tell, we're going to start this season off with a little bit of enthusiasm and try and keep that going. Uh, We got a new theme song here. Uh, We got Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. It's a classic, you know, so we got some topics here today. You know, normally we'd be interviewing someone, but for this bonus episode, you only get me. All right, so we're going to spend a good good time together. Um, this will be this will get you ready for what's coming in the next season. All right, so first first topic we're going to start off with. Is the, oh, by the way, there is a new segment at the end that I will be starting for season two. And in order to hear that new segment and listen to it, you're going to have to stay to the end of this episode. So off we go. All right, first topic we're going to talk about is the NFL National Football League first topic JJ Watt to the Cardinals Um, as a Browns fan you know I would have personally liked him with the Browns but did we need him no personally I think that he just would have filled up more cap space but really I think the Cardinals is a good fit for him the Browns didn't really need him we got Vernon and Garrett as pass rushers you know followed up by Adrian Claiborne it's we have a good pass rushing system we really need more of secondary and uh, linebackers because our secondary without Denzel Ward is something that needs quite a bit of help it's I I don't think we needed J.J. Watt but I'm happy he ended up with Cardinals I know a few Cardinals fans um, and I'm happy that's where he landed I think he's got a little bit of gas left in the tank but then after that because he's not nearly what he used to be back in his starting years with Houston but you know it's it's a good spot for him I think he needs a new environment I think he's got a couple years left in him but we'll just have to see and with the NFL one thing we got to talk about is the team I'm most excited for going into next year a lot of people might not agree with me on this one but there's two teams that I'm really looking forward to watching next year that's the Eagles and the Rams first I'll explain the Eagles mainly my main thing with the Eagles is I'm very excited for Jalen Hurts I've been saying he's a franchise quarterback since the start I remember when they drafted him and he was kind of like a pointless pick because they had Carson Wentz but now you see where this is really leading to because Carson Wentz that he had one more year to really prove himself but he couldn't you know so now he's in Indianapolis and I'm very excited to watch Jalen Hurts get the keys to um, this offense for the Eagles I think he'll do a very good job um, I, I really do like Jalen Hurts. He's he's I think he's got the potential to be a very Russell Wilson type quarterback because he, he's got the legs and he's got he's got he's got the arm. I think he's going to be a franchise quarterback for years to come in this league. And then with the Rams, you know, that defense is stellar led by Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey that that defense is it's something to be reckoned with. You know, that is that's a very good defense. Now you just got rid of Jared Goff and got who I believe is the most underrated quarterback in the league, Matthew Stafford, taking snaps under center. I think the Rams are really going to be a team that people are going to look over next year, and they're going to come out and they're going to surprise some people. Uh, personally, I'm a Browns fan, but these two teams right here are teams that I'm very, very excited to watch. I think they're going to be a lot better than a lot of people give them credit for. And I'm excited to watch Matthew Stafford uh, in Sean McVay's offense because Sean McVay, in my opinion, is just, he's a mastermind. That guy with his offensive schemes is just absolutely, he's he's a genius. He's brilliant. I love Sean McVay. I think he's a great coach, and I'm very excited to see Matthew Stafford under center there. Mixed with that defense, it's 
that's one team that people should be ready for them and look out for them next year to be a team that might make themselves a run in the playoff. So watch out for the Rams is what I'm saying. But, you know, go Browns. I think next year's our year. Baker behind center. He's starting to find his groove. We got Odell back next year. If we can pick up a few linebackers secondary in the draft, I think we'll have a better squad than we did this year. So I'm very excited for the Browns. I'm very excited for the Rams also. I'm not a Rams fan, but that is a team that I believe can be very, very uh, good next year. So that that's our topic on the NFL. Switching to college football now. I love college sports. When it comes to football, I like college and NFL evenly. But normally college, is it, that it's so much better. You know, people are playing for the love of the game. First, we're going to start off with this year's Heisman winner, Devontae Smith. He's one of the best wide receivers I've ever seen come through college in my lifetime. I'm very excited to see where he ends up. You know, he's he's got speed. He's got hands. This guy has the potential to be, God, I, I don't even know who to compare him to. He's got the potential to be one of the best uh, wide receivers this game's ever seen. And just from watching him in, in college, he was he is something ridiculous. You know, you, you don't see talents like him very often, let alone see a wide receiver win the Heisman. Because normally if a wide receiver has the chance to win the Heisman, what people are going to do is they're going to turn their success and turn it on the quarterback. So when someone's good enough as a wide receiver to gain a trophy like the Heisman Trophy, they've got potential. And here's a topic that I have talked to many people about, and I'm, I actually came up with a name for it. I called it the OSU Surprise. If anyone's aware, um, Ohio State was able to go 6-0 and in the uh, 7-0. and not sure. But they were able to have a smaller record and get into the top four after winning the Big Ten Championship. But they have not been playing well all year. They played against a bad Big Ten conference, played against team like they were in games with team like teams like Rutgers and and Penn State who were both not good teams this year and anyone can try and make the case that the Big Ten was a very strong they no Big Ten was not good this year and Ohio State was not playing very well against these not very good teams and this this shocked me because I told so many people Clemson in this game easy Ohio State is they're overrated this year they haven't played anyone good and I've seen them be tested by teams that are not good. And then they come out playing the best football I've seen them play in the possibly the past three years with Justin Fields under center. And that was probably the best game he ever played, especially after probably breaking his ribs. I don't know exactly what happened to him, but it looked like he broke his ribs. And he's able to finish that game. Like that was, the hat was crazy. But. Justin Fields, the way he played that game, I was very impressed. And with him going on to the NFL, I believe he does have a chance to break that Ohio State quarterback curse. Whereas in every Ohio State quarterback that goes to the league does not make it. That's pretty much the case. Either they're switched to a wide receiver, uh, they become a free agent and not in the league, or you could be like the guy from the football team, Dwayne Haskins, um, that gets caught in in a club, you know, a strip club, and he, <laughs> without a mask on, like, you just got to be smarter, you know. Uh, and I think Justin Fields has potential to possibly be the quarterback that breaks that curse 
especially if he can play like he did in that game against Clemson. Now, I thought the national championship was going to be a, a lot better game, but again, this Alabama team this year was absolutely ridiculous. That team was very, very good, but back to that OSU-Clemson game, I call it the OSU surprise because they had not been playing like that all year. They had not been playing like that all year, no matter what anybody tries to tell me. They, they had not played well that year, but they did come out. They proved me wrong. They proved a lot of critics wrong, and they, that was one of the best – best performances I've seen from an OSU football team uh, in a while. That they, they played very, very well that game. Like I was talking about Justin Fields with his future in the NFL, I think he has a chance to break that curse. So with NFL quarterbacks, it's not really a curse. It's just they never really pan out. Um, but, you know, there's rumors he'll go to the Jets second overall. I personally doubt that. I think the Jets will take a quarterback like Zach Wilson before they'll take Justin Fields. But I feel like Justin Fields might drop a few picks, but he still might might be able to pan out to something. Now let's switch over to that opposite team wearing the orange with Trevor Lawrence. I'll tell you what, Trevor Lawrence, great guy. Not only just a great guy, a great quarterback. He's one of the better college quarterbacks I've I've seen in my lifetime, possibly the best. Um, you know, Tim Tebow was a really good college quarterback. Did he pin out in the NFL? No. But I believe Trevor Lawrence with his size and his ability and his mobility plus his arm, he has a very, very good chance at really making it in the NFL. He's a very good talent that I think Jacksonville with Urban Meyer's offense can really make work. He is a very, very good quarterback. And he's someone that can really turn a team around the NFL. And I think he can go to Jacksonville and really make something happen. Because uh, everyone knows at this point he's he's probably going number one overall. Not going to hold – don't hold me to that just in case something weird happens with the GM there. I don't know. But that's probably what will happen. Switching over to college basketball now. We're going to skip the NBA because I don't like the NBA. I can talk about that for a second. The NBA to me is just all three-pointers and dunks now. Not a big fan of that. Not a big fan of the no defense. Games are ending up at 125 to 130. I don't like that. I, I liked it back in the day when I was younger, and it was rare to score 100 points. You know, everyone still played defense. That was it. Was still basketball. You know, it wasn't just go down the floor, chuck up a three, or go down the floor, make a move to the basket. They let you go right by them. I, I don't like that. So I'm not a big fan of the NBA, so I just, I'm just i just going to skip over that. Move to college basketball, and we're going to stay with the Big Ten subject. Now, let me mind you, I'm a Notre Dame fan. I'm not a Big Ten advocate. I've actually gotten to arguments about uh, the skills of the Big Ten with people, but this year in basketball, you cannot argue with their success with teams like Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Ohio State, Purdue, and Wisconsin, which obviously Purdue is always a basket, not always, but in recent years they've been a good basketball school. Uh, but Michigan and Ohio State have really made their program something in my lifetime. Obviously Michigan used to have the Fab Five, but in my lifetime I haven't really known them to be much of a basketball school. Same with Ohio State, and they've really turned their programs around, along with Illinois. And Iowa has been good in the past couple years, but obviously Wisconsin also. But they're really killing it in basketball this year. And they, they, they really started off hot. Now, some of the uh, schools that were doing well in the beginning really aren't where they were at the beginning now. Like Maryland or Rutgers started off the year really well. Now they've kind of panned off. But you look at other schools like Michigan State, who've always been basketball schools in the Big Ten. I just think 
in my lifetime, the Big Ten hasn't really been a basketball conference. But now they're really switching that around. And obviously teams like Michigan and Illinois had a had a they played today with two the number two and the number four ranked team in the nation were going at it. And I last I saw, I didn't see the final score yet. Illinois was killing Michigan, but they're really killing it in the in the basketball in the basketball genre now. And I, that's not something that I've normally seen from the Big Ten. And I'm honestly happy to see it. Me being a Notre Dame fan, we don't normally have a good basketball team. So, you know, I like seeing teams like, you know, like Illinois. Like, (laughs) if they're good at basketball, like, I I don't know much. I'm not very familiar with Illinois' baseball program. They might be good, but their basketball – I like seeing these schools be good at basketball, you know. Like, especially not an Ohio State fan. (laughs) Some people call me a hater. I don't think I'm a hater because I give them credit when credit's due. Ohio State, I like seeing them be good, being good in uh, basketball. Obviously, with Justin Arns there from Versailles, I like to support the local local kids. And Kalen Etzler from uh, Crestview will be there uh, next year after he graduates. So I'm very excited for the Big Ten and their future in basketball, especially with with those types of schools. Now, a topic that I love close to me I'm, I'm a big baseball person baseball is my favorite sport let's talk about the MLB spring training is here we are one step closer to opening day I'm very excited uh it's it, it can't come any faster you know i with with all this COVID I just baseball is a sport that you know very COVID friendly sport it, we're able to play it and I'm, I'm very excited for when that can get here I'm an Indians fan personally you know uh, we got Carlos Santana, Cesar Hernandez this year. Not not happy with the Frankie trade, Francisco Lindor, um, and getting rid of Carlo, Carlos Carrasco. I, they've been a big part of our program for God knows how long. But there's a team I'm very excited for, kind of like with the NFL. I'm very excited for the Rams. In the MLB, I'm very excited to watch the Padres. Uh, the San Diego Padres are going to have a squad this year with starting rotation uh, led by you, Darvish, and Blake Snell. And then they've got their lineup with Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado. I'm excited. They're going to have a squad this year, basically. San Diego is a team that's going to, I mean, I think a lot of people are expecting it, just like I am. Very excited to watch them play ball. They're a team that is going to catch the world by storm because I've never known the Padres to be really good in my lifetime. So I'm excited to see a team from San Diego be be very be very good because I think this team has the chance to be very, very good. With my brother actually in the Marines, he was stationed in San Diego for a while, so we'd go into Padre games. But I'm, I'm very, very excited for what's coming with this team. Like I said, I'm not not a Padres fan. I'm an Indians fan, but this team is going to be very very fun to watch. Uh, so everyone keep their eye out for the San Diego Padres. So now, switching. Like I said, I love college. I love college sports. So we're gonna switch over to college baseball. And how about this? Arkansas number one, Vanderbilt number two. You know, this Arkansas team. I was listening to a game. Obviously. I'm going to get to this in a second, but college baseball not being streamed everywhere. Um, Arkansas was playing TCU down one nothing, and I was only listening to it, but they're down one nothing in the eighth, and all of a sudden, boom, four runs. 
Like they just turned it on. It's like this Arkansas team, just whenever they need to rally, they can. It's almost like once they started going, TCU started to fall apart. Because once they scored those four runs, they got a fifth run off of a wild pitch. So it's like they almost caused the other team to fall apart while they were getting better in the middle of the game. So this Arkansas team, if you're into college baseball, is a team that you might want to look out for. I'm very, very excited for them. I believe they start off 7-0 and right now. I've never thought of Arkansas as the biggest baseball school, you know? So, again... Here's a topic. I, you can't always watch college baseball because it's not really streamed everywhere. Obviously, it's the heart of basketball season. I get it. But you could be able to stream some games, you know, on ESPN. Like, I'll get on to ESPN, and there's like two out of like 15 games streaming on ESPN. Or, you know, like there's one game streaming, and like that's the only one I can watch. And the rest of them, I can barely get a play-by-play, you know. I can only see the score. So I, I think college baseball needs to be more endorsed by ESPN and them because obviously hard of basketball season, it makes sense. You know, March Madness coming up, it, that's the way it's going to be. But I think there should be more streamed on like just the off ESPN channels, which would be like ESPNU, ESPN2, all those other ESPN channels um, I think could be able to have college baseball streamed on them, if you know what I mean. So, so that's all I had planned for today, except for our final segment. And this will be a new segment of the season two um, of the Convos with Bill podcast. And this segment is going to be called the food of the day segment. Anyone remembers, I always had food questions for the people I interviewed. And now we're going to take that to another level. Obviously, as you know, there's practically a food of the day for just about every day of the year. And if the day I record it, there's not a food of the day, I'm just going to take the closest one. Today, March 2nd, 2021, the food of the day is Egg McMuffin Day. It is Egg McMuffin Day from McDonald's. And I'll tell you what, I'm very happy with that. When I would always get breakfast from McDonald's, that was always what I got. Now I get McGriddles. When I first started getting breakfast from McDonald's, I always got McMuffin. But I'll tell you what. So the way this segment's going to work is I'll give you a rating, and then I'll give you my description of it and why I like it, uh, what time of the day you know I'll normally eat it. But, yeah, this is going to have to be a solid 8 out of 10 for me because this was this is when I first started eating McDonald's breakfast was I tried the bacon, egg, and cheese McMuffin. Actually, what I would do is I'd just get the egg and cheese McMuffin and it'd have like sausage on it or something. I'd take it off and just eat the egg and cheese. So I take that back. I didn't have bacon on it. It was just egg and cheese, the egg and cheese McMuffin. And that was what I had for breakfast every time I went to McDonald's for breakfast. And that's practically whenever I'd go to McDonald's, that's what I grew up on. So the egg and cheese McGriddle, that's the way to go, you know. So I give that an 8 out of 10. I'd have it for breakfast, and then when McDonald's was doing that all-day breakfast thing, I'd have it anytime I anytime my parents would get me McDonald's. That was that was a go-to, a go-to eats. The egg and cheese McMuffin was the way to go, uh, and I highly recommend it for other people who who are looking for McDonald's breakfast. I don't know if you're into McDonald's or if you're into McDonald's, but if you've never had it, the egg and cheese McMuffin uh, or the sausage egg and cheese McMuffin, very good. 
Highly recommend it. But that's National Holiday. That's our new segment, the Food of the Day segment. But that's all I have planned for today. That's all the time we have. So thank you for listening to this bonus episode, getting you ready for season two of Convos with Bill. I'm so excited. Coming this summer. And God bless you all. Thank you for listening. And as always, once again, God bless.